0: You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at LifeChurchUK.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I can't stop praying for you. Is the title of this devotion. I am so grateful that I was raised in a home where prayer was the order of the day. You know, really the only time that that I remember in the home we would meet with my dad was at 5.30, dinner. We all sat at the table, the big table, and we all would wait until Papa prayed, and then we would eat. And that was a custom in our house. And my father was a bit of a joker. So if Mama had made some meat, and he was really hungry, he would, one, I think he did it once, He prayed a bit long and we're all with our eyes closed and he's cutting off a good sized meat for himself. And then he said amen. And when we opened our eyes we all saw what he had done and he would start laughing and my mother would say yum yum that's not a good example for the children. (laughs) My dad was laughing. And it's not that he mocked prayer or anything like that. He was just some, That is only one time I can remember he did that but but that time, that prayer was, was real, and it was alive in all of us, even when we were a bit wild and worldly at times. And I'll nev- not forget that if I would call my father because I had an issue, he would say, let's pray. And he'd pray a short little prayer. My father, I never can remember praying long, ever. My father prayed very short prayers. but it was so full of faith, so full of love for God that you could instantly see how he lived in communion with the Heavenly Father. My mother, she could pray longer. My mother from a young age was somebody who would laugh in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are times we've gone through here in my lifetime in my last 45 years of ministering or preaching that, that laughter was a, a part that you could see in certain parts of the Christian church that people would laugh in the Holy Ghost. And I know there are people that look at that and go, okay, why, yeah, too much for me. I, I grew up with that. My mother, she would start praying and then all of a sudden she would start laughing and she had such a sweet laugh. She would start laughing in the Holy Spirit. She would sometimes clap her hands in joy. And that was it. She had the victory. The battle was won. She knew God had heard and answered. And the Holy Spirit filled her with joy in believing. So folks, I grew up with prayer, and I thank God for prayer. And one scripture here in the Living Bible that I just love it, and this is where the statement of this, the title of this devotion comes from, where the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 says, I, I can never stop thanking God for all the wonderful gifts He's given you. I can never stop thanking God. In other words, I can't stop praying For all the wonderful gifts He's given you now that you are Christ's. He has enriched your whole life. He's helped you speak out for Him. He's given you a full understanding of the truth. And what I told you Christ could do for you has happened. Now you have every grace and blessing. Every spiritual gift and power for doing his will are yours during this time of waiting for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he guarantees right up to the end that you will be counted free from all sin and guilt on the day when he returns and God will surely do this for you for he always does just what he says and he is the one who invited you into this wonderful relationship with his son even Christ our Lord the Apostle Paul lived in this reality of prayer and I understand, and, and don't, don't think I look as if that's not good enough, where we maybe just have our moments of prayer. And, you know, if you listen, for example, to one of my favorite books, Power Through Prayer by E.M. Bounds, B-O-U-N-D-S, E-M, Edward McKendree Bounds. His, one of my favorite books of his, he's got quite a few books, is Power Through Prayer. And in that 20 chapters, 50 pages booklet, he describes the prayer life of God's servants. He often, often says that they prayed maybe 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes. Many prayed much longer. But even though we have those little prayer times, Prayer is more than just what you do on your knees. Prayer is more than what you just do in that secret place of intimacy with your loving Heavenly Father. Prayer is the life of your spirit in communion with the Heavenly Father 24-7. A prayer life. It's the life you live. You live in that constant awareness of the spirit because the blood because the Holy Spirit continuously sprinkles your heart from an evil conscience. So you're constantly aware, as David would say in Psalm 16 of the Lord's presence. You live in that prayer life. And Paul lived a prayer life. He didn't just pray. Yes, he prayed, 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 but he had a prayer life. It was his continual being. You take, for example, and I understand, this is kind of, uh, maybe a bit unusual what I'm saying, but it's okay. You take, for example, Smith Wickersworth, who was who lived, I think, in Bradford, uh, here in the northern part of Britain. He said he never prayed much more than 15 minutes at a time. But then he didn't go much longer than 15 minutes without praying. So... He lived a prayer life. I remember reading in one of his books, uh, uh, Smith Wicklesworth, how somebody came and asked him if he could talk to him, and he went for a walk, and he was walking, and after about 15 minutes or so, he said, just a minute, please. And Oh, Father, hallelujah, I love your presence, Lord. I love your presence. Oh, okay, I feel better now. Where were we? And they continued talking, and and that little part I read, it just came into my heart, and and I like to live this way. I like to live a prayer life, and Paul says here in Romans chapter one. He says in verse eight, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, That without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers and making requests if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. He says, without ceasing, you see the fire of communion of the living Word, of the living, life-giving Spirit of Christ in Paul was keeping his prayers hot. They never had time to cool down. In other words, you see, for many of us to go into the heat Of communion with the Father. We need a lot of songs. We need praying and praying. And then, oh, there, there, we can oh, glory. Oh, hallelujah. And the fire is rekindled. But I would like to present a thought to your heart today. Don't let the fire ever get too low. Don't let it get to such a place where you're not conscious of it. Let the fire stay at a place where you feel conscious of that inward witness of the spirit of life in Christ and if you feel it growing a little bit a bit, little bit cold, colder in you your <speaking> here come the wellings of the spirit here comes the manifestation of the inward life of Christ here comes that flaming fire of God back up into your heart back up to into your conscious I believe we can live this way and I know you say yeah but I'm at work pastor how can I do it? well you go to the men's room, ladies' room, you go there and you just pray a little bit. (coughs) Don't take long to stir up the fire, to stoke it. It Don't take long. It just takes your part in it. Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, we give thanks to God and the Father. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ praying always for you. There was this continual intercession this is Colossians chapter 1 and then it says in verse 9 for this reason we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that God may be that that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding; that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully placing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, for all patience and long sufferance with joy, <laughs> giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. I love that verse 12. You see, the Apostle Paul was not just in that prayer life, having that fire staying hot in him, in communion with the Father, but in employment by the Father. To see... Some breakthroughs in precious souls. There needs to be a continual carrying of prayer. continue upholding in prayer and continue supporting in prayer. The Apostle Paul writes to the Philippian church and he says in chapter 1, verse 19, he says, I know that all these things that I'm going through are going to work together for my good through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of the Lord Jesus. I mean, I'm right next to Philippians here and he says... For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. What I quoted, it was a bit of classic amplifying, but through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, your prayers. Friends, I believe the highest office in ministry is the office of Prayer the fundamental part of the armor that makes it effective, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteous, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, <coughs> the feet, shepherd, the preparation of the, the gospel of truth and praying with all prayer in the spirit, verse 18 of Ephesians 6. You see that praying is what makes the armor stay active and powerful in its manifestation in us. And we need to be good soldiers of the Lord Jesus by burying one another in his love, upholding one another in prayer, always praying for you, as is the title of this devotion, staying in that place of continual communion and prayer for precious souls. Samuel, he says in verse 23 of chapter 12 of 1 Samuel, Moreover, as for me, Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and right way. Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart, for consider what great things He's done for you. I will not sin by ceasing to pray. For Samuel, it was like sin. If he didn't stay in that prayer life, Carrying the others. And I personally feel, really I do, that I need more of it. I feel for me, Robert, you've been entrusted with so much grace, you've got to employ it before the Lord. Moses. He said to the children of Israel, I think it's in Deuteronomy that he repeats of what he went through in Exodus chapter 33 and chapter 34. And he repeats in Deuteronomy by saying to the children of Israel when he's right before the promised land and he's ready to go on and be with the Lord, he says to them, I did not cease to prostrate myself before the Lord lest you would have been consumed. And you could see that All of us can be tempted to just abdicate what's been entrusted to us and not continue until we see the miracle. And I feel compelled for me, Robert. Robert, you've got to stay in this praying, live in this prayer life, and then those Precious souls that God has placed upon your heart that you don't cease to pray for them. You don't cease to pray You don't cease to pray you pray through as we used to say it many years ago You pray through into the answer pray through into the miracle You know my dear sister Connie is a precious woman of God And she has two beautiful children. Her oldest, her firstborn is Melanie, who's married with Phil. And her and her husband are pastors in Los Angeles. Phil and Melanie Roberts are pastors in Los Angeles with their beautiful two children, (laughs) Micah and Adriana. Uh, 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 mm -hmm. Okay, I know the name, but I won't come Anyway, and then the next son of my daughter, is Brenton, and Brenton is married with Kristen, and they pastor a church in Marietta, California, and that's quite a few hours away from Los Angeles. Anyway, my sister, her firstborn, Melanie, had, as a young girl, gone off into the world, and my sister kept praying and kept praying and kept praying and she didn't stop praying. One time, on some family situation, Melanie was there. And it came up in my heart, and I feel that was the Holy Spirit. And I believe that is the prayers of my sister working, that I looked at Melanie and I said, Mel, there will come a day that you need to run. And when you feel you need to run, you may think, where can I run to? come, run to Virginia and I, come and live with us. So whenever that day comes, you will remember where to run to. So my sister praying, Connie praying, she did not cease to pray. She kept praying and kept praying and kept praying and kept praying, carrying Melanie, who was in the world. And she was really in darkness out there, really far away from God. And then one moment, it just came to her, the only way I can get out of this situation is to run. (laughs) So she came home, I think at four in the morning, and there was Connie, my sister, praying and praying and praying. And she said, Mom, there's only one way I could get out of this, I have to run. And she said, where would you run to? She said, Uncle Robert said that if I ever felt to run, I could run to him and come live with him. So my sister picked up the phone and called me in Britain. And she said, Robert, Melanie's come home and she feels the only way out is to run. And she said that you had said she could run to you. I said, Connie, put her on the next plane and I'll be there at the airport to pick her up. And Melanie got there the next day and came to live with us for a year. And now, together with her husband, she's a pastor in the very area where she used to roam around in the world. And she is a wonder of God. She's a sign of God that we can pray through until we see all that God predestined to do. Now, come on, take this as a word of the Lord. Be like my sister Connie. Keep praying, no matter how hopeless, no matter how dark, no matter how impossible, no matter how everything says it will never happen. With God, nothing is impossible. Pray through and hold fast in faith and you will see God will do it. Amen. Have a good day.